0: this is not you know a marathon this is not the u.s election process this isn't even like the the debate in the uk for brexit that went on for months in 2016 i, I bet you though this is an election you said you didn't want many candidates said that they didn't want um it's been a real adrenaline rush and it's moved fairly quickly um we're right here right here at the finish line
1: yeah we are we are just a couple of days away this is going to be the time people are wondering to themselves what do they do lots of folks are are saying you know they've seen justin Trudeau all for show and and has uh, defended the interests of the super rich. He voted against our motion to say the billionaires should pay their fair share. Or New Democrats said really clearly, it's not going to be you or your families that, that have to pay the burden for the pandemic and the recovery. It's going to be the ultra rich, the companies like Amazon that don't pay their fair share. We're going to make them pay their fair share and invest that back into people.
0: That seems like it, it's grabbing people. What may not is, I, I know some people bristle at the idea of a wealth tax. This doesn't strike me. I think wealth tax is confusing because people think sometimes that's that's just for personal wealth. And well, though those people have to pay their fair share, you've pointed out obvious loopholes from billion-dollar companies um, that that aren't paying actually tax in many countries that they operate in and make big profits in.
1: That's exactly it. You know, uh, I was joking out with my friend. We're not going after someone with a three-car garage in the Peloton. What we're doing is saying if you use an offshore tax haven, yeah, we're going to close those offshore tax, tax havens. If you're a, multi, a multinational corporation that makes record profits in our country, but that doesn't pay taxes here, yeah, we're going to find a way to fix that. Uh, France has already shown the way. They're saying that they're going to start taxing the revenue of some of these web giants, uh, 3% of the revenue. There are ways to make sure that the, the super rich pay their fair share, and, and we're going to start to find ways to do that.
0: Jagmeet Singh is our guest uh, NDP leader on Toronto Today on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Um, I I can't ask you to isolate what you're hoping for um, as a result, but I would say that every poll says you're going to be at a much notably higher percentage than the 16% from 2019, much higher seats than the 24 that you won. Uh, without penning it down, um, you see those forecasts. Are you strongly encouraged that you're connecting and your message is connecting um, in this snap election, maybe more than it was when when you were sort of a newer kid on the block, if you will, two years ago?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know we're really feeling that people are appreciating what we're doing. We, we fought hard in the pandemic and we won victories for people that made a difference in their lives. We're able to increase the wage subsidy and we're able to get more served to people. So we're proud that we're able to secure these victories and we want to keep on doing that. We want to fight and win for people and I'm, I'm really honored and humbled that people are are attracted to that message. They're feeling encouraged by what we've done so far and lots of folks are coming towards us. They're saying, you know what, we tried the other folks out before but we're going to go with you this time and that to me is, is a huge honor and I'm thankful.
0: Are you incredibly confident you'll have uh, notably better numbers than two years ago?
1: Yeah, we're really confident that that uh, that what we've done, the work that we've done, uh, what we're saying we're going to do moving forward, that that's really connecting with people, and we're we're really confident it's going to put us uh, in a better position to fight for more for people because that's really what it's about. We we're putting this choice to Canadians that you can stick with another four years of Mr. Trudeau, who who hasn't really done the things that he promised to do. He's been a lot of foreshow and and not action. Or New Democrats who are going to get stuff done. We're going to get. Uh, you know, fight to make sure we deal with the housing crisis, fight for a better future for our kids when it comes to the climate, fight to make sure our health care system is better. So with New Democrats, with me, you get a fighter. And I feel like that's going to bode well.
0: mean Singh, NDP leader, our guest. Um, the conversations I've had the last 48 hours, I think, with people about covid, we've, we've looked to the I watched the news conference in Alberta with Premier Jason Kenney. It resonates with people, and this is the common theme I hear, and I want to know if you would push back on it and emphasize the importance of the federal government. What I hear people say is, well, this tells you that the provincial government we vote for is more important than the federal government. They run health care. They run education. They, they really you know clamp down on restrictions. They loosen them. They tighten them. What's the message there? I mean, all that is true, but a strong federal government that looks out for its people in a crisis like this, what, is, what, do you, what do you think when you hear that, that someone says, well, the provincial vote's more important? What, what does that do for you? Well,
1: I say, you know, uh, You know, Mr. Trudeau has asked this very same question, and, and I reject his answer. He said, you know, it's not my job to, uh, to intervene with provinces. It's not my job to step in. It's the responsibility of provinces. That, to me, doesn't sound like a leader. You know, when I see someone suffering, I want to find a solution. I want to find a way to help. And I think that's what leadership is. Leadership is finding solutions, not looking for excuses. And there's ways to find solutions. The federal government can be an incredible ally, an incredible force for good to make people's lives better. You know, the universal health care that we're so proud of, it was federal leadership. Tommy Douglas got it done as a premier and said, we should do this across Canada and led the way, brought that leadership to make something happen, which is one of the prides of Canadians. We are so proud of our system. It came from that leadership. Similarly, in this crisis, Mr. Trudeau called an election. Which jeopardize our ability to help people. That was a selfish decision. I believe the role of a prime minister should be to step up and help out people. If a province isn't doing what's necessary, then a prime minister should step in and try to help out, always finding solutions, always helping out. And so when I see what's going on in Alberta, my heart breaks. People are really worried right now. And it's made it worse that Mr. Trudeau called an election. I think it's my job as prime minister to go in and help out, to support, to find solutions.
0: Well, I know you haven't got the endorsement yet. You mentioned Tommy Douglas, but but maybe last minute Kiefer Sutherland steps in, it, you know, like he, uh, you know, he did call out Ontario's premier for uh, uh, he did, he mentioning did. Tommy Douglas in a tweet a couple of years ago. So you never know. I
1: feel like you won't you won't mind that the eighth leader of the party that is, uh, you know, his relatives or the first leaders, he's not going to mind that.
0: The one thing on health care and long term care, it's the one thing I've heard. And they're like boy, the NDP has this right, because uh, it's not just about legislation. It's not just about funding. It's about cleaning out for-profit facilities. As you know, in Ontario, right. that's where most of them are. As you know, that's why uh, we had so many tragic deaths due to COVID, because most of the for-profit LTCs were in our province, where our listeners are. Um, speak to me about that and, and just the importance of that. It's it's Everybody is, is thinking, okay, what lessons will we learn here? Well, if, if we just leave long-term care the same, we didn't learn anything.
1: It's so true. And this is what to me is the most heartbreaking thing is that, you know, in a pandemic, our loved ones, the most vulnerable, our seniors paid the price with their lives. And if we don't do anything about that, you know, like, literally shame on us. We've got to do something to stop this from happening. And one of the things that's the clearest, the most obvious evidence is that for-profit care is worse for seniors. So you're more mm-hmm. likely to get sick and more likely to die. And it's not a surprise, it's because for-profit care means they cut corners, they're not delivering the amount of hours necessary, the resources necessary. And for folks out there thinking, well maybe can we do this, can we not? When we put money into long-term care, if we're spending that money, we're investing that public money, and that long-term care center is for-profit, then not all of our public money is going to go to caring for our seniors. Some of it is going to end up into the pockets of rich investors or shareholders. And that doesn't sit right with people. Why would we spend our public money on caring for our seniors only for it to end up in the pockets of rich investors if the institution is for profit? So we want to get that removed. Trudeau and O'Toole teamed up to vote against our motion to remove the profit and the greed from long-term care. And really, it insults all those lives lost because we know – for-profit care is the worst when it comes to the conditions of care for our seniors.
0: It's just the, the thing that I think makes our listeners the most intensely angry is we, we, we take care of uh, parents and young children. We, we look out for them with maternity leave and childcare and now junior, kindergarten, kindergarten. And then at the end of our lives, and we're all going to get there, we're all going to get old and we're all going to get elderly. It's like you're on your own and it's not right. And people know it. See, you nailed it right
1: there. That's the thing. We're all going to end up there. And so when we talk about our, our loved ones and our seniors, we're trying to take care of, of our elders but if we don't fix this we're going to end up in the same spot this is a crisis that's not going to go away it was there before the pandemic and one of the most important things that we can do to set this right is to end the for profit and i'm committed to it i'm unequivocal about that uh, while you know the liberals and the conservatives seem to have voted in favor well, that they did vote in favor of for profit care i reject that that's the wrong way to go we need to make sure we take care of our of our loved ones and our elders respect them, give them dignity. And that means public care. That means not-for-profit care. That means putting the, the resident ahead of any profits.
0: Meet Singh is our guest uh, NDP leader. We've got a couple minutes left with him. Um, The indigenous question, not just the, it's not just about sort of, I've talked to you before, but some of the platitudes and some of the issues and they're important conversations, tough conversations, everybody's at the table, but it's the practical stuff, isn't it? The infrastructure stuff that you see, the drinking water systems that, uh, that just, I know your predecessor, Thomas Mulcair, that was important to him pressing Justin Trudeau on that, on the campaign trail six years ago. Um, some things have been accomplished, it's not enough. And then when we find out about residential schools, then when that's a reckoning for all of us to have conversations about why this slipped past our parents or, or our ancestors, there's just so many important issues that we've got to handle going forward.
1: It's so true. And, and you know, when I think about it, what is the first thing we can do, I can't imagine that a country's riches are as ours, where G7 Nation, with the technology and resources that we have, that we can't make sure every indigenous community has access to clean drinking water. And that's why, you know, I talk about the price that people pay for the broken promises. It's not a vacuum when Mr. Trudeau breaks the promise to bring clear, clean drinking water to indigenous people, indigenous communities pay the price. They continue not to have clean drinking water. And for me, this is just unacceptable. There's just no way that I, that's inexcusable. So I I want folks to know I'm going to fight with everything I have to make sure that first and foremost, people have clean drinking water. And secondly, and, and really close to that, is that we can't be fighting indigenous kids in court. And right now that's what Mr. Trudeau is doing. These are kids that were found by the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal to have been discriminated by the Canadian government. And they found that it was so bad that it was willful and reckless. Despite that ruling, Mr. Trudeau is appealing that. He's appealing that decision. And I think that's absolutely the wrong thing to do. So we would end those legal battles against those kids. We would make sure there's clean drinking water available we wake up every single day in office as prime minister and say, what are we doing today to make sure that clean drinking water is available? If it was made a priority, I do not believe that we couldn't get this done.
0: Last question and a last thought from me. Our voter turnout in the 2019 election, uh, which you were leader for, was 67%. We're in a pandemic right now. There's people very frustrated that there's uh, there's an election. I Listen, I, I would tell you that I've heard from liberal MPs who uh, are rookie MPs who went out there too independent of each other, and they're frustrated. Uh, now, obviously, yeah. I, I protect their anonymity, but they didn't want to go knocking on doors again and, and during a pandemic, and they didn't want to ask people to do exactly what they did 23 months ago. When I give you those turnouts numbers um and and we look and say boy you know we're talking about a lot of the problems and a lot of the issues but this is a great country and we've come so far and we're we're lucky to live here we never should apologize mm-hmm. for that however we uh-huh. got here however we were born here or arrived here that said when you look at, at the, those opinion poll numbers are you hopeful that we get a big big turnout that we exercise our right for democracy are you confident that that canadians will take this uh as a critical election in our future
1: I hope people do. I really believe that people will. And I want to encourage people as much as it's frustrating that we have this election. And I agree. It was a wrong call. Justin Trudeau should, should never have called it in the pandemic. In fact, he voted on a motion along with 327 other MPs to say that we should not have an election in the pandemic. He himself agreed with that and voted not to have an election. And he broke that commitment. Despite that, I want to encourage people there are safe ways to vote. Please check out our website, howyouvote.ca, if you want to make a plan. I want to encourage people to get out and vote. It'll make a big difference. And we know that uh, if I can put it out there, New Democrats have been there for you. And I would encourage you all to get out and vote, ideally, hopefully for the New Democrats. Uh, But it's important that you exercise that right.
0: Jagmeet Singh, leader of the NDP. Thanks for making an appearance on the show. Uh, Thanks for being generous with your time. Uh, Good luck. I hope when the dust settles and you've got a, a, a clear eye on the results, I hope you come back. Give us your thoughts on where the NDP and where you go from here as leader. I appreciate it.
1: I would love to do that. Thanks so much. Take care.